I'm Gregor Thompson, I'm a philosopher and a writer, and I know what the meaning of life is. Welcome to The Struggle. This episode is brought to you by the Struggle for Meaning newsletter. This is a weekly email newsletter that I send out for free every Sunday, a short article concerning the art of embracing struggle. I also send out tips, strategies, recommendations such as movies, music, podcasts and recipes to help along the way. To sign up completely for free, go to gregorthompson.com, the link will be in the show notes, confirm your subscription and make sure you check your spam folder for your welcome newsletter and add me to your contacts to continue to receive it in your inbox for free. And that's it. You're on your way to struggling more and being more productive, healthy and motivated. Now, let's get on with the struggle. This is episode four of The Struggle with me, Gregor Thompson. And for this episode, I want to talk about love and falling in love, that mystical event that occurs when we inexplicably connect with another human being. That connection that has the potential to last a lifetime or the potential to explode into chaos and dissolve into the abyss. It can cause some of the worst pain and some of the best pleasures a human being can experience. And as always with the topics of this podcast, it can also cause suffering. And that suffering can either be endured for long-lasting love or ignored for a relationship that neither party is fulfilled with. Without struggle, a couple of humans cannot remain truly connected in this way. Love requires conflict, pain and struggle. But this brings with it meaningful pleasure, love and mutual growth. But how do we find the one? A question many ask, but few receive the right answer. Many don't even know what the one is. So for starters, the one is the one you never knew you needed until you met them. The one that loves you at your worst and yet wants you to be your best. The one accepts your vulnerabilities and never uses them against you. But people can function perfectly well without romantic love. People can live happy and fulfilling lives without it. However, many of us will compromise and convince ourselves that we have found it, only to find in years to come that we were fooling ourselves. Hence why divorce numbers are so high. So why do we go to so much effort only to fool ourselves? Well, we all want to be seen as competent, and a long-term relationship certainly shows the world that we are, as we have found someone that is willing to put up with us. However, true love is rarer than that. True love requires something deeper, not just two people who are competent enough that they put up with each other, but two people who see who the other is fundamentally, sees the chinks in their armour, the self behind the mask, the vulnerabilities that we all have. True love is seeing another's vulnerabilities, imperfections and flaws and not resenting them. But this is of course rare because we struggle to love other people's vulnerabilities. It takes a special someone to cause the love of vulnerability. And as the saying goes, nothing worth having comes easy, and love is no exception. But with most pursuits in life, many people try to find shortcuts and easy routes. But the problem with the easy routes is that the payoff and reward is nowhere near the payoff of the hard ones. So many settle and slowly become resentful, bitter and unfulfilled. We are all unique individuals with unique needs, expectations, hopes, desires, behaviours, goals, genetics, personalities and vulnerabilities. Therefore, the person who is right for you must complement these features. 
For example, the person who works too hard needs someone who can ground them and help them relax, but who also supports their aims and growth. However, to make things even more complicated, the person who's right for you must also differentiate from you. Being with someone too similar to yourself creates too much order and boredom. Therefore, the person who's right for you must conflict with you. You don't want a yes partner, someone who agrees with everything you say. That might sound great, but in order to grow, we must challenge our perceptions regularly, and a partner can do that if you let them. If you don't, good luck maintaining that relationship. Another thing worth mentioning is that there is no fate with regards to love. However, the choices you have made and the choices you make today will affect who is right for you. It's precisely because I made the decisions and choices that I have made that the one I was meant to fall in love with is the one I am with now. There isn't a person selected for you by fate, but there is one person who is right for you and your future growth, and that all depends on who you decide to be. Too many people ask who the one is for them without ever asking themselves who they are the one for. You must first be the someone worth falling in love with, someone who's competent, honest, conscientious, kind, and ready to be challenged and ready to grow alongside someone else. Too many people have a long list of requirements for the one they end up with, without ever questioning whether they are the one for this imaginary person. The one also cannot simply be who you fall in love with. It also has to be the one that you love. And I mean love as a verb here. To fall in love is easy, but to love is a struggle. To love someone for decades is to work with them, to grow together. And that is not pie in the sky rom-com montages. It's work, struggle, pain, conflict, and hard work. If you want something to last, work on it. If you want to be with someone after all of that, then they're the one. You have to want to grow and you have to want your partner to grow. You certainly love them the way they are, but you also have to love them for what they could be and encourage that potential. They are not perfect and they could be better. You are not perfect and you could be better and you both have to accept this and encourage each other. So if you're in a relationship now, truly ask yourself if the person you're with compliments you differentiates from you and conflicts with you enough without deviating into a chaotic relationship? Is there enough friction to keep things interesting? Or is there too much friction, so much so that your relationship is chaotic and painful? Does your partner respond compassionately to your vulnerabilities or use them against you? Do you respond compassionately to their vulnerabilities? Do they support your growth and do you support theirs? If your partner does not compliment you, if you don't differentiate or disagree sometimes, or if neither of you support the other's growth, and if neither of you accept and embrace the other's vulnerabilities, you should really consider struggling your way back into the lonesome journey of seeking and searching for the one that does. And for those searching for the one, be the one to fall in love with first. That makes finding the one a hell of a lot easier. And never settle for anything less than true love. The answer lies in the struggle. So keep on struggling. Just a few more things before you take off. First, thank you for listening. It genuinely means a lot to see people listening to the content. Second, if you're enjoying the content, please subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. That's the best way you can support the podcast. You also have the option to leave me up to a five-star review, which would also be very much appreciated. And lastly, keep on struggling.